Hello, everyone. I'm Rachel Zabonik-Chanko, and welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. The following conversation features Amita Bala, the Regional Director of Sales West Coast for Crunch. Amita is truly a joy and inspiration, sharing how fitness helped her get through a breast cancer diagnosis, why she's so passionate about the Crunch brand, leadership lessons, and much more. If you don't leave this conversation smiling, I'd be shocked. Enjoy. This edition is sponsored by Club Solutions Mastermind Groups. The Club Solutions Mastermind Groups offer peer-to-peer support that's affordable, convenient, and for all levels of health club management. Go to clubsolutionsmgx.com for more information. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm good. I had a really killer Pilates class earlier, so I'm feeling very zen. Oh God, I'm so jealous. I went for a run to bring up my energy for the last two days of the month. Nice. Um, Yeah, it was really nice too because it was kind of cool. Yeah. And needed it. You know, I've been running outside when it's like 85 degrees in the hot sun and it's crazy how your body's just like, Oh my God, please stop. So yes. It was good today. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I love cooler weather. I feel like I just like come alive as a person. <laughs> I know. I, how is it with where you're at? Is it cooler or is it, is it still pretty warm? Um, it's been cooler. So last week we were in like the lower seventies, which was really nice. Oh so. yeah. That's perfect running weather. So I'm yeah. Excited. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you. Yes. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for asking me. This is going to be fun. I loved the conference by the way. Oh, I mean, great. just so well done. So engaging. I mean, so much content, so many great friendships too. Yeah. Oh, um, well, that's great to hear. You yeah. Know, um, our team does a really great job at the retreat. So I love to yeah. hear that, that you had a great experience. Yeah. And we won the Scottish kilt contest. So, I mean, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So funny for the next one. Yeah. Well, um, I want to get a little bit of background on you. So how long have you been in the fitness industry? Just tell me a little bit about your personal journey. Yes. Oh my goodness. I started in 1989. I was at NYU and I'd never exercised a day in my life. Um, I looked across the street and the very first crunch was opening and I joined it and I went back home and I was like, wow, you know, I could really work at a gym. So I ended up getting a job at a gym on 34th street, not a crunch, but it was a 34th street. It was a, um, gosh, it was a racket club, a squash and racket club. And I worked the front desk. Um, and I started to sell memberships on my own when the salespeople were leave. And from there, I ended up getting promoted to be a general manager by the time I was 21. I came to Los Angeles as an actress. So I, uh, <laughs> I decided to change my career, um, pursue an actor's life. Um, and I came to Los Angeles around 2000 um, and then started working at Crunch in 2007. Um, worked every job. I had been a trainer. I'd been a yoga teacher. I'd been a general manager, but really just kind of wanted to see what crunch was about. And then I started to get promoted. uh, And I went through every position again. I went through a membership advisor, director, general manager, area manager, district, and now I'm the regional director of sales. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and crunch has been around for a while, you know, from your point of view, what do you think lends to that particular brand having such staying power and, you know, doing really well? Gosh, the leadership. I mean, really it's, they really make it about the people. Even today 
uh, you know, the last couple of days of the month, my CEO texted me yesterday and was like, let's get on a rally call. <laughs> and he was so inspiring this morning, you know, really just talking about the people and the efforts and, uh, you know, just looking at all the things that we've had to deal with in the last couple of years in the fitness yeah. industry, you know, in Los Angeles in particular, we've had masks on, masks off, gloves on, you know, there was a time where they had shields on. So just hearing leadership recognize all the efforts and the drive of the sales teams, it's pretty great. You know, we had um, a lot of places I know have heavy turnover. I have all my people with me. You know, we're all just kind of trying to get through this and, and get out on top and, and get people involved in fitness. We get to sell health. That's what I always say. It's yeah. one of the best things, one of the best jobs in the world. Yeah. Well, why are you personally so passionate about fitness? I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, that from your perspective. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's changed a lot for me. Um, like I said, I was 17 years old, the very first time that I ever exercised and I fell in love with it and it gave me so much confidence through my life. But recently I was diagnosed with breast cancer out of the blue, always healthy. I had done marathons. I, um, you know, did dance classes, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But out of the blue, I felt a lump. I went to get it checked out. And even through the process, they said, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. Um, but I was a really big advocate for health in my career. So I went to the end and they told me that it was cancer on Valentine's Day. Um, a month later, the world shut down and we went into this crazy quarantine. And a lot of people talk about gaining the COVID-20, the COVID-15 but one of the things that I did during chemotherapy was I exercised. I, I ran about four to five miles almost every day, but no matter what I moved, I had some weights like all of us did. Um, we have a product called Crunch Live, which is at home videos. And I did them. I did the yoga classes with this crazy, amazing teacher named Taj Harris, who's literally, I, I tell her she saved my life because I would do the yoga when my body wouldn't allow me to run yeah. and it got me through. And my oncologist actually said to me, he said, you were able to withstand all of our toughest medication because you moved and the cancer's gone. And I ended up really feeling like I needed to advocate for, for fitness and for health overall. So I do that now. I mentor chemo patients to move. Um, and it's exhilarating because every time that they do, they feel better about themselves. They can get through the treatment. Um, and I'm really a big believer in that now, you know, in my position, I get to lead people and I get to lead teams. And it's an incredible feeling when you get to talk about what it's done for you personally. Mm -hmm. Every day that I wake up, I actually can't feel my feet because of the chemotherapy and running, walking, any kind of movement, personal training. I can feel my body again. And every day I get to look forward to that. So I get to talk about that. Um, and to me, I think that's really where the big surgence is now after COVID is we really have to start talking more about health. In the fitness industry, we talk about personal goals. We talk about why, the social aspects, the mental aspects, but there's a real component that we have to keep adding into what we talk about. And that's health. We get to help people be healthy in every way. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's an amazing story. So, you know, you're dealing with a cancer diagnosis and then the world shuts down, like you said, and you have to go through that during a global pandemic. I mean, I can't even imagine. It was intense because the day that I entered chemo, um, you go into chemo and you're like, okay, I can handle this. I can handle anything. And then two days later, our CEO worldwide, Jim Rowley calls me and is like, 17 times. I literally closed my eyes to take a nap and I am not a nap person. And I woke up to 17 missed calls and I was like, whoa. And we had to just move into action and really just take care of the people, take care of the clubs, kind of figure this out as we went along. You know, none of us knew how to, how to handle a pandemic, Mm -hmm. but we had to take care of our members. We had to take care of our clubs. We had to take care of our staff. So, you know, it was really, it was really a lot, but, you know, again, it was the exercise, the movement, kind of what we did. I had a lot of emails and texts from members all over the country that really, they wanted to get their gyms back open. I think it was the longest amount of time that we were able to do it, especially in California. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. Even now what we're dealing with, with the different rules, and the mandates, and they don't give you notice. So you have to really check all aspects of media to find out what's going on. Yeah. You have to be truly plugged in. Absolutely. You know, and I think we all kind of learn that we have to band together a little bit more in the fitness industry. It's really what we get to do is kind of against COVID. We really help people stay healthy, but the, um, the mental aspect is something that's really interesting I'm finding that a lot of people are coming back to our clubs. Even last night, I was talking to members joining and they really just need it for their social aspect. They need it for their mental, mental well-being. So for us, it's, it's a lot, but we keep fighting the good fight because it's about helping people stay healthy um, in their minds as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I totally agree though. I do think it's really important, like going back to what you're saying about, you know, why gyms are important and, you know, your own personal journey, you know, people are going to gyms and it's not technically, not all the time is to lose weight. Like it's the socialization aspect. It's the mental health. Um, it's just having a better quality of life. And I totally agree that I think that's where the industry really needs to focus its messaging Absolutely. Beyond just fitness. Yeah. And there has to be more of a public awareness about what gyms do, because really it is about that. It's really not just about to lose weight. You know, obviously people have different goals, but even their goals of just being able to be active. We speaking to this, this young man, he's probably about 25 and he came in yesterday. He's like, I'm so excited to be joining because I just, I need this. I need to yeah. see other people. You know, I don't know about you guys, but you know, my gym at home in my garage just didn't quite cut it. So when all of a sudden I went back into front, it was amazing. But I realized like I wasn't really pushing myself with my home weights. So there's yeah. a real need and there's a real need to be in those four walls and be pushing yourself and have the equipment and be able to see people, even go going out of your house and committing to, I'm going to spend 45 minutes or an hour in a different location and take care of myself and my well being, it's so important. Yeah, I think especially if you have kids, you know, mm-hmm. getting yourself outside the house to ensure that your kids can't interrupt you, that that's really important. Yes. And to be honest with you, it's so easy to get distracted at home. So even if you have your greatest intentions, even when I was watching a video, 
you know, 30 minutes later, your son needs you, or you're like, Oh, I got to get to those work emails or your dog. (laughs) Seriously. Right. (laughs) So you just stop working out. But when you drive, you go to a gym, or even if you're walking down the street and going to your gym, you kind of commit to that time. And once you're there, crunch has this whole slogan right now. It's it's once you're here, just get here. We're going to take care of you once you arrive. And it's true. You go into the walls of your facility and you see friendly faces. You see the community that you love and you feel like, okay, I'm going to commit to at least 30, 45 minutes. And when you're enjoying it, you feel good. It usually gets extended a little more. For sure. Yeah. And with the movement thing too, I actually just saw a study today from iScience where they were talking about, you know, people who are obese, it's not as important for them to lose weight. It's more important for them to just move and improving their fitness. It leads to longevity. So yeah, yeah, just further evidence that this is, I think the right uh, direction for us to go. Absolutely. And, you know, even for myself, there were some times where you're just like, oh my God, mask this, gloves this, like, what is it going to be? And I would find myself really having to practice what I preach. And I would go out for a walk. I would go out for a jog. I'd hit the gym and you immediately feel better and things get in perspective and you're able to handle things, you know, with obesity, with cancer, with a lot of these things, it's really just moving everybody has different goals. And I think we're all trying to move away from this ideal supermodel thing. Like you don't have to look any way. Um, and kind of going back to your original question, I think it's one of the reasons I love working at crunch and kind of being part of this is there really is no one type of body that has to exercise. It's really just about moving and exercising no matter which way you do it. It's about moving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the important message. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you mentioned that you're now mentoring other women who have cancer yes. and trying to encourage them to move. Can you tell me what some of those conversations are like, or are they open to that? Like what, what are the, what's the feedback that you're getting? Yes. You know, it's, it's really rewarding. I'm trying to figure out where this whole thing of breast cancer is going to bring me because I feel like I need to give back. And it just kind of started where I was very public on my social media about breast cancer. And it was a choice because I felt like, Hey, if this could happen to me out of the blue, maybe people need to be aware that these things happen and you can get through it. And I wanted to keep a really positive message overall. Um, and I definitely included a lot of fitness in that messaging. <laughs> um, and so people that call and contact me are people that really want that. So it is about inspiring people. You know, sometimes it's hard because of my journey. You know, I was able to get rid of the cancer during my chemotherapy, even before my double mastectomy. Yeah. And that's not everybody's journey. So the best aspect, the best way that I can help people is just to move, to be positive, to be that shoulder. You know, you can do this. It's kind of like what we do in our jobs. And it's kind of like what we do at the gym anyway, but it really is just to be a positive influence and a support system. You know, I'm here for anybody. It's when people go through chemo, you you can't even describe it. I feel like this was kind of all brought to me because maybe I just really didn't have any idea. You didn't know, like, I didn't know there was pain associated with cancer. I didn't know that there was effects that lingered. So you see somebody that is really healthy and they may have gone through cancer. Well, there's probably some kind of lingering effects. 
and just movement, you know, keeping that positive mindset. I always say keeping your mind out of the rabbit hole because there's all these things that you can have anxiety about, or you could be upset about, but when you're moving, you're taking care of your body, you're putting one foot in front of the other, you're going to have a better outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on what you can control. Exactly. You know, yeah. we talk about that in business all the time, but it's so true when you're going through any adversity, particularly a disease. So, um, you know, I don't know, and I can only pray and hope that everybody that goes through any of this has the same kind of outcome that I do, but just knowing that they have a support system, I think is everything. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for just being like open and honest about your journey. Cause I think, I think it's right. I think when people, you know, see others, maybe going through the same struggles, um, it really, it, it matters. It really does. It does. And, you know, I feel like we all can do more of this. If anything that COVID and the pandemic has taught us is just to have more empathy and to have more understanding of one another, you know, to, to hear now of, I have staff members that have families affected by COVID, you know, and even just our style of leadership has to kind of adapt because you really don't know what your front desk, their, their family, how, how they've been affected or your staff members financially or personally, you know, right now with the Delta variant, a lot of families have been affected. You have to be really considerate and mindful. You know, it's even with the mandates that roll out, we can have opinions of them, but really we don't know what other people are facing every day. For sure. Empathy is key. Yeah, exactly. And I've definitely become more empathetic with everything that, that comes around, but it's amazing. You can choose to make yourself better. And, um, you know, I, I'm doing a, a meeting with my general managers and our CEO, and he said this quote to me, you're going to have good days and you're going to have great days. And I love that. It resonates so much with me because I used it so much during chemotherapy. You have to find the positives out of every day. You have to find the positives in everything you do, even if you're having the world's worst day or sales are down. It's like, what are the positives? Who can you connect with and lift them up? It's so important that we do that. So now I have good days and I have great days. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Thanks again to our sponsor, Club Solutions Mastermind Groups. The Club Solutions Mastermind Groups offer peer-to-peer support that's affordable, convenient, and for all levels of health club management. Go to clubsolutionsmgx.com for more information. Let's shift shift gears a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about sales and marketing. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm really curious. What are the biggest challenges of being a marketer in the fitness industry today, especially in the current moment? Yeah, just really resonating with people. You know, we do want to go and, and get our former members back people that were afraid of the pandemic, people that were afraid to come in, helping people realize that it's very safe out there. We're seeing some great progress with New York because while they have vaccines, they don't have the masks. And we saw such a great surge in California. Um, Recently in the middle to end of July, we started to see the masks come back on um, and it's been a little bit tougher. But, uh, but really just going out with that consistent messaging that it's safe to come in. Um, we've talked about this a lot, but it, it's not about discounts right now. Yeah. Right now, it's just about helping people feel like they can come in, bring their friends in, and, uh, and really just resonating with them. Yeah, 
No, that's really curious though. So you feel like definitely like the vaccine mandated um, vaccine checks aren't really the deterrent it's masks coming back on. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's my own thing, but personally you, you go to a bar, you go to a restaurant and you show proof of your vaccination, but then you take your mask off, right. Yeah. And you're eating and you're drinking and you don't have your mask on. Are people, when they go into the gyms and they show their vaccine, they have to keep their masks on the entire yeah. time. So it does the logic doesn't make sense to me, right? And you see the cases in New York and you see what's happening there. They're making great progress. I would just love for California to do the same. You know, we're seeing in some of our franchise locations really just great progress and, and it's, you're not experiencing COVID cases in the gym. So I just like it to be pretty equal where yeah. we see the same rules and the same mandates. It's hard with different leaders. But um, yeah, I think that the vaccine mandates are, are fine. I just feel like the mask mandate is, is not. I think yeah. it has to follow some logic. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And let's hope California gets there soon. Yes. And cases are doing so much better, actually. We've seen, yeah. um, I think for the first time, Los Angeles was under a thousand cases yesterday. So That's awesome. it, it really is about keeping everybody healthy and getting past this and yeah. kind of doing this together. For sure. Um, well, what are some of the other things you're trying to find innovative solutions for as a marketer in your role? You know, I'm really trying to kind of hear really what the leaders are experiencing every day. Um, we're trying to find different ways and different avenues, um, a little bit longer guest passes. I think that's been working because if you think about it, somebody that maybe was at the gym and hasn't entered into a gym to get started again, maybe they have some trepidation about coming in because of COVID. But when they come in, they're going to feel a little bit safer. So we're looking at longer guest passes. Obviously, we're starting to see a very slow trickle of the corporate and company business. I think come January, it's going to be amazing, but really reaching out and to those companies, to students, to different facilities. I think those are the kinds of things that we really want to start targeting as we go into 2022. Yeah. Community engagement, not just expecting Absolutely. people to come to you. You have to go to them. Exactly. It's really important that we do so. And, um, you know, different areas have kind of revived a little bit quicker. You know, you see more residential action, um, but in the corporate and the financial areas, it's been a little bit slower to move. Yeah. yeah. Well, in terms of measuring marketing ROI, um, I'm curious how you go about that. I know that is a difficult thing for a lot of marketers. There's a lot of data to look at, you know, there's yeah. a lot of metrics that you can use to gauge performance. Right. How do you personally measure marketing ROI? Well, we obviously look at it with the memberships that are joining from the, um, the sales that we do. Uh, we work really closely, the marketing team and the sales team using our CRM. Uh, we work with HubSpot and it works really well for us. Uh, but really just closely working with everybody and figuring it out, what's working, what's not. I believe in not only the data, but also talking to the actual clubs yeah. daily, um, knowing what's working, what are people responding to? How is it all going? So you're looking at the metrics, you're looking at the data, and then you're also speaking to people. Um, different specials work at different times, you know, and I think different markets as well. So kind of knowing what, what's working is month by month by month. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, I'd love to hear what is your personal leadership philosophy? 
I believe in a collaborative leadership. I believe that my position is complete support for people to be their best. You know, having been a general manager for, gosh, I was a general manager for almost 20 years. Wow. So I've been 30 years in the business and, um, and I love it, but it really is. I, I have to stay open to learning every day. Um, I'm expecting my people to do that as well. Um, I must speak to my people, gosh, like four or five times a week, each of them. Um, And really just understanding that we're all in this together, but we have to stay open and we have to stay progressive. Um, I think the ideas of top-down leadership, you know, when I started and maybe my uh, my generation was (laughs) all about, okay, Amita, you got to do this and this is how you do it but that's not really working with the millennials and it doesn't really work with how we want to lead today. So I definitely aspire to more of a collaborative leadership, learning, growing, understanding metrics, but really, really speaking to the whole individual. Yeah. I love that. Cause I, I really don't think you can predict where good ideas are going to come from. Um, exactly. you have, yeah. You might have someone who's maybe just joined the organization and and has never been in the industry and who can look at things with a fresh perspective and it could, you know, completely change things. Yes. You know, I was at our Crunch West Hollywood club and one of our front desk people was really passionate and had so many great ideas. And we sat with him and, you know, it took a lot of notes. Um, It's great to get that perspective, especially when it's people that don't always do the job. I also believe that all of our leaders should get out of their clubs. We should exercise in our clubs. We should exercise in the competition, but really getting out and getting a different perspective. You know, um, my current CEO, uh, Keith Wirtz, used to yell at me when I opened up (laughs) Burbank. He would say, you know, you're not going to be making it if you're not taking a rest on Sundays. So he wouldn't let me go into the club on Sundays. And I realized how invaluable that was for me as a leader because people need rest. And I think especially right now, we're all about driving sales, coming back, recovery, but it's just as important to get that rest for our leaders and make sure that they're taking it by leading by example. So now I spend a lot of great quality time giving 150% at my son's soccer game as much as I give 150% at work. And I think that kind of leading by example helps build stronger teams as well. Yeah. I love you that you share that. Cause I think burn, I mean, burnout is a real problem mm-hmm. that, you know, companies need to think about. And like you're saying, just encouraging people to take some time off is extremely right. important to ensuring they can maintain productivity in the long run. Absolutely. So um, we've started different programs to kind of help that, but it really has to come from the top. You know, when I was 25, 30 and I was selling memberships, I thought, oh yes, the longer that I work, the better that I am. And I really, it's starting to change. You know, you have to have perspective. You have to have rest. You have to have hobbies and different things that you enjoy. I always tell my people too, that when you go out and you have a conversation with your significant other or a loved one, things are going to click. And you're going to be like, wow, yes, that's how I should be communicating to my advisor. So it doesn't always happen in the four walls. You have to be going out and living your best life. For sure. Yeah. I actually had a a great example. I was working on a presentation that I was kind of like nervous about, and I ended up talking to my husband about it and he gave me like a different way of thinking about it. That was extremely helpful. Absolutely. And it's really important that we get different perspectives on things. 
right? And sometimes you just talk to somebody and you're like, yeah, but also like you did a conference that was so well run. And, and honestly, it was great to hear different perspectives from people that didn't have gyms like Crunch. Maybe it was a Pilates studio or somebody that owned, you know, a boxing studio and you would get different perspectives from people that really clicked for your business, even though it wasn't exactly the same. So, um, yeah, I think it's so important that we keep doing that. Yeah, for sure. And for those listening who don't know, we're talking about the Club Solutions Leadership Retreat, in case anyone's interested. Yes, it was so fun. And even the (laughs) kilt-making contest, my gosh. But um, yeah, it was in the food. I have to tell you, the food was also really good. (laughs) Hey, that's important. We (laughs) need to keep people, we got to prevent them from being hangry. (laughs) Oh yeah. You definitely don't want a bunch of fitness people that are hangry. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Well, um, I want to end with what's a fun fact um, others may not know about you. Oh my goodness. Uh, there's so many like really fun, weird facts, but I guess I'll tell you the one, I don't know if I shared this with you. Um, my first job out of high school, I was in New York city and I was involved in the Miss America pageants because, you know, I'm East Indian and that was completely what my parents did not want me to do. <laughs> um, but my first job was I did singing telegrams for Donald Trump. That was my first job in New York City. Oh my gosh. And I had to jump out of a cake, um, even for Marla Maples when they were getting engaged. I still, I had to write a song. I was a big singer. And uh, yeah, it's really funny that to this day, people tease me about that. Yes. You, you did tell us at the retreat and our whole, our whole table was just rolling. Cause it oh. was just so unexpected. Oh yes. Yes. Jake, I think was asking me if I would sing, uh, the song that I sang jumping out of the cake. It was really funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> awesome. Well, is there anything else that you want to talk about that I didn't ask? No, you know, I just feel like we really, we get to work in a field right now that I feel like is going to be more prominent and relevant to everything that we do because everybody seems to have a real focus on health. And we give that back every single day that our doors are open. And I think it's really important now more than ever that we come together and we help people realize really what we do in our gyms, our fitness clubs, our health clubs. And we deliver a better way of life. We deliver a healthier way of life, both socially, physically, and mentally. And I'm excited to see what happens when we all come together. Yeah, I love it. So uh, motivating. Maybe you should run for president, Amita. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) I'll sing a telegram. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. I love it. Thank thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you, Amita. And that wraps up this episode of the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. Thank you for listening. And if there are future topics you'd like me to cover in upcoming episodes, please let me know at rachel at clubsolutionsmagazine.com. 